listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. everybody and welcome to a bonus episode of living with ADHD and CPTSD. This is a subscriber only recording. So I've been dealing with a lot of problems in my relationship. Um, a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration and anger on both sides. Um, she's the more verbal one when it comes to expressing our thoughts and feelings. And I'm, when it comes to personality types and attachment styles, she is the emotional type where I am an avoidant type. And a lot of that is to do to trauma and CPTSD related stuff. We both have CPTSD. Um, I'm not going to go into any detail on her, as that is not my call. Um, I respect privacy, and so don't expect any of that, but I will discuss relationship-related problems. So, the last... Since moving in uh, about 11 months ago there's been a ever rising increase and in steady change of stress and anger and anxious feelings that have grown and the relationship changed over time there's been a lot of problems and with my learning how to deal with my trauma as well as because of my ADHD and the autism that I have, um, I'm not exactly someone who deals with change really well, especially a big change, like a life change event, such as moving in with someone and living in a completely different city. I lived in a little town, although it's in Alberta, they call it, this is a city of about 40, 42,000 people. And I grew up there. Um, I was, that's the only place that I've ever really lived. And my parents lived there and I own my own place and I've had it for about ooh, eight years now and I've lived on my own for about 10 of that um, I'm not going to get into why it's been it's only been 10 years uh, that's not the point of this but it took a while for me to get used to that 
And the thought when I met my girlfriend um, back three, nearly three and a half years ago now, it really took off really well. We we both thought that it was very cool, very unusual, very very strong, and like a meant to be thing where we both really loved each other very much. We it wasn't long into the, the to the relationship that we were already thinking about certain aspects of it, like getting married, having kids. Um, it was it was such a great relationship at the beginning and it was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, we hit it off so well. Um, I was very upfront, very honest with myself. I loved her realism, her strength. I love that she's a very independently strong and passionate woman. And she's always thought that I was the most incredibly kind and sweet person she's ever known. It's just that unbeknownst to me I've even before and I didn't realize it until then that I have been dealing with a lot of my own trauma from childhood and teenage and my teenage years and a lot of it was unchecked and not taken care of and I had not healed and I had learned about hers and then through the beginning of our relationship and into the after the first three or four months, I really started to understand and learn about my own and started seeing a therapist. And, you know, our relationship was starting to have some struggles, but we were still going really strong. And the first signs of problems that really became apparent were when we went to Vancouver in September of 2019, which was nine months into our relationship. Well, yeah, nearly, nearly nine months. And it, it really kind of started my fears. I was thinking that we were done that I messed it up. Um, I was showing a lot of signs of childhood-related trauma. I was blended and triggered with my system a lot, and I was still—I was just learning and just starting to understand CPTSD at that time. And fortunately, we did resolve a lot of the issues, but we were still having, you know, struggling, and it was still increasing. And things slowly started to get a little worse. And then in March, when the COVID pandemic hit, we were forced to not be able to see each other for six or seven weeks. And it was really stressful. And it was very hard on each of us. And it was a lot harder on me than I uh, admitted at the time. And the relationship almost ended then because I did not handle it well. Uh, I was making a lot of my decisions from a child aspect. I wasn't doing adult-like decisions. I wanted to see her, 
despite knowing that the risks of CPTSD, uh, sorry, oh my God, the, the, the risks of COVID were pretty high at that point and there were no vaccinations or anything at the time. And she was upset that I wasn't thinking about this from an adult's perspective. And all I wanted to do was see her because I was lonely and I missed her a great deal. And she was really strict on the COVID. She followed the rules to a T. And I did too. Not quite as strict as her, but I did. And it, yeah, like I said, it almost ended. And then when we finally were able to see each other, we... Uh, struggles just kept going. Like it, it, I don't think we've fully ever recovered. We've had a lot of hard times. Um, we've we've discovered so much. We've gone through a lot of ups and downs. Um, she's put up with a hell of a lot from me, and I've struggled with meeting, like asking to get my own needs met. Uh, I've struggled with learning about CPTSD and understanding my triggers and understanding where it comes from. Uh, I hadn't even really gotten to any of the ADHD part yet or the autistic part of this whole problem and epi uh, epidemic that I've been dealing with. And we, we got strong enough and close enough in our relationship that eventually we decided and agreed that we would live together. And that was back in March of 2021. And we started looking and I felt at that point, all the way up to moving in, that I was ready. I felt good. I felt that I could handle it, that I was excited and I wanted to do this. And I guess my lack of understanding really came up and I should have seen this earlier and I didn't because I was clouded by lack of judgment and lack of understanding of everything. If I had realized what I knew now, I'm not sure if I would have done it. Like, I didn't know to what degree I would struggle. Like, struggle with the move-in, struggle with the changes, struggle with all the, the new stuff that I had to deal with. Like, the, the shared responsibilities, um, looking after not only myself and my dog, but also having to look after her and think about her and what my actions and my behaviors do to them to her and her two cats I didn't it never occurred to me it never it, I guess I didn't fully understand and I didn't fully comprehend it and there were a lot of different changes like there were a lot of personal struggles that I dealt with um, learning the house remembering where everything is um, changing my behaviors and my routines so that her home business could survive and I didn't cause problems for it. Um, learning how to regulate things like time management, uh, chores, cleaning, all the different things that you have to do when you share a place. 
And it took a very long time for me to get used to this and the whole idea of how it works. And it took a great deal of toll on our relationship. And I'll be honest, we've only been, in the entire time that we've lived here, we've only had intimate relations, I think, two times. And I know that's going to be shocking and unbelievable to you to everybody who's listening to this and I get it but that is the reality is that our relationships the struggles and the stress and the anxiety and what the CPTSD has done has really put a huge strain on the relationship and I'm I'm really starting to think that it's to a point where it might not get better. It might just be too late. It might be too far gone for it to improve because even though I'm as working as hard as I can to improve, to start healing, uh, to get my anxiety under control, there's just too much at times where the communication fails. Um, I'm struggling to maintain the adult. I'm struggling to keep my anxiety under control and minimize it so that I can do the right thing, say the right thing when it needs to be done, express myself properly. Because like, as I've understood and realized that my anxiety causes me to verbally turn off um, I have a difficult time with any kind of communication when I'm feeling anxious. Um, and so it leads to further frustration and further anger on both of our sides. And a lot of negative assumptions and a lot of relationship issues that it doesn't seem like it's turning around and it just keeps getting worse and worse. And I'm, I'm worried on multiple levels because A, I'm worried that we're going to, when I finally get this under control, that I am going to see the light and I'm going to realize that I'm better off. Um, that may not be true by any means. Um, I may not be able to deal with it. There could be a lot of other little things that are going on. I might not get far enough. I may not get there uh, in time to make it work. Um, I also might finally get healed and finally get everything under control, but then the damage has been, that, uh, that will have continued to be done on the relationship is just too far to heal and repair it it'd be too much and there wouldn't be, it wouldn't get anywhere. Despite all the work and all the effort put in, it wouldn't get far. It's, there is a possibility, a distinct possibility that this relationship could end. And it may or may not be the best thing for us, for us to have it end. Um, I'm, having a difficult time with everything 
because right now I don't know what to think and I don't know how to feel when it comes to everything that's occurring. Um, as I expressed in one of my live episodes that the anxiety, like the medication that I'm taking for my anxiety has kind of deadened and numbed a lot of my emotions and having to relearn how the emotions work and what they are and how to handle them is a process. It's not like an overnight thing where you just suddenly learn how to be emotional again. Um, and a lot of the trauma that I've had throughout most of my life has caused a lot of my emotions to be locked up and they don't ever come out. Um, if you knew me, you would know, like, if you didn't know me, let's put it this way. If you didn't know me and you met me one day, let's say I, <clears throat> I ran into one of you guys out in the street and we had coffee. Like, you knew who I was but, and you invited me in for coffee. You, you'd get... You would make an assumption and you'd make you'd have an opinion on me based on how I behave. You would find me to be kind of like quiet. Uh, when I talk, uh, there's not much enthusiasm. Uh, the emotion in my <clears throat> my voice would be very kind of deadpan. Uh, not a whole lot of emotion would really come out. Um, you would know me as someone who talks a lot, who's very like I use a lot of short words. I don't I don't necessarily say a lot of like informative sentences. I over talk sometimes, um, and but you'd notice that I don't get very emotional. I'm not very excited, even when I am excited inside. I I don't express it that way. And if I'm upset or if I'm sad or like, or, you know, stressed out and worried and on the verge of breaking down or crying, you wouldn't necessarily know it. It would have to get extreme. It'd have to get very, very far in order for that to even start. So your impressions of me would probably not be great. Like you probably wouldn't have the best impression and you would probably think that I'm not the the greatest person in the world but once you got to know me like if you gave me a chance and you and you put that all aside and you didn't make an assess an assessment and judge me after one meeting and you got to know me then you would start to realize that I'm a I in in reality I am a very caring very compassionate very understanding person I'm very open-minded and I'm very patient and willing to deal with a ton like i'm i'm the kind of person that will allow you a lot of leeway and forgive a lot of mistakes and forgive a lot of errors and i wouldn't judge you and i wouldn't say anything i would be extremely friendly and you would you'd never know somebody who'd be the nicest guy and the most incredible caring person that than, than me there'd be nobody else in the world that would be that way and 
it's when trauma when my cptsd kicks in and i'm triggered and i'm blended with my system um things change like with anybody who's experiencing trauma their personality and their behavior changes some it changes a lot and some it doesn't and i'm the kind of person that when i get triggered if i'm not in control then my parts act up and they they have a tendency sometimes to do things say things that i have to take back or that are childish that can be um mean or or stupid or silly or really immature and my anxiety plays a large role like if i'm anxious i have a tendency to be very quiet and i don't say a lot and i'm i do a lot of listening i i look like i'm kind of distracted and i'm very like very intent and very focused and 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 it looks like i'm really thinking super hard and it it gives people the wrong assumptions and the wrong thoughts right and so in my relationship this plays in because my girlfriend is a very emotional person she's highly emotional um she is an empath so she feels other people's feelings and thoughts and understands their emotions sometimes even better than they do and when things go wrong or she gets upset she tends to express herself more aggressively and more extremely than other people and it is the one thing that i've noticed from the beginning um at first i remember i would say wow she's really overdoing it or she's getting all upset or emotional or really like intense for such a small thing and i always would say to myself i don't know why it has to be that way it isn't such a it doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal but she would express it that way and so i got used to that and it's it can be a lot if you're not used to that or if you can't handle that it's a hell of a lot and it can be something that for many of you can definitely be a deal breaker because you feel like you have to be careful everything with everything that you do and you you've got to be really aware and really like understanding of what to expect so i guess that i get that could be a lot for most of you but i'm I'm an extremely patient person. I'm a very understanding person and I because of my conditions, I think a hell of a lot. And I'm not a, an expressive person when it comes to verbalizing and expressing my thoughts, but I'm a very deep thinker and a very deep feeling person. And it's just you get to a point when you can see that things just aren't aren't making progress there's constantly going downhill it's a snowball effect and you get to the bottom of the hill and you don't have the energy or the skills to get back up that hill and fix it or to try better or try harder the second time 
like I've I've gone up and down this emotional ski hill and this relationship ski hill thousands of times and I I get down the hill awful fast and yet I struggle to get back up that hill. Sometimes I stay down at the hill and sit in the ski lodge forever, which feels like it forever thinking and and com- you know comprehending and and doubting myself and and being scared of the hill because it's too steep it's too rough there's too many curves right and then eventually i am able to convince myself either by you know processing and realizing that it's it's okay i can do this and i get back up there but it's like i have little control of myself going down this hill so i struggle often and the there's no there's no one ski instructor on this relationship hill that i that can help me and the only way to learn is to do it myself um i am a self-taught person uh, that's how i learn the best um instruction is never really has never really been my strength um i can be told something over and over again and nine out of ten times i end up either forgetting it or i do it wrong and then i've got to be re-instructed and it, either eventually i figure it out on my own or i do finally get it and if it is something that's really something that i'm passionate about then it's way easier and i i am more likely able to learn from someone but nine out of ten times i have to learn on my own and i have to learn from experience and just from doing it in order to get it which is unfortunate because it doesn't really bode well if when it came to my schooling um i always struggled in school because of that and now it's coming up in my relationship because it's the same thing she tells me something and she shows me something that uh is wrong or needs to be changed or you know tries to help me and it's i don't know exactly what it is it's like i i hear her but i can't comprehend or i can't it doesn't a lot of it doesn't stick in my mind and then minutes later i try to remember or i try to go pat go over it and it's like the majority of it's gone it doesn't stay in that in my mind and that gets so frustrating because she constantly starts to think that I don't care, that I'm not listening, that I'm always disagreeing with her, that I don't believe the things that she says, which isn't true. It's just, I struggle. I struggle with these things. And this is part of the problem is that she's at this point where she doesn't believe the things I say, or she automatically gets to a boiling point and shuts down without allowing me or having or myself giving giving me the chance to try to work it out and so it hasn't there hasn't there's not a lot of room for discussion there's a lot of there's not a lot of room for any sort of assistance from her um it's pretty much on myself on my shoulders alone and with my therapist and with people that i trust who can assist me so yeah we're we're getting to a point in this relationship where we're both not sure. Like I'm, 
I want this to work. I obviously want it to because it's great. It, when it when we're on the same page and we're doing well, it's an amazing relationship and we really care about each other so much. And it's just, it's so often these days that we're struggling and we're frustrating each other and there's a lot of anger that it just seems like there's no end in sight and the only way to get beyond this is to move on it it can be frightening uh it causes a lot of anxiety because it's the last thing i want and it's not just an emotional thing and it's not just ending a relationship there's other aspects we rent a house together and we share a lot of the same things that we use some of it's mine some of it's hers then there's the financial aspect like i would most likely have to move out and the reason is is because she has her own business in the house and so she can't just pack up and move she'd have to find the right place there's a lot of there's a lot involved it wouldn't just be a simple thing for her so it'd be easier for me to leave. It's just, I'd have to figure out what I what I'm going to do. Um, I do have my own place that I am renting out. Um, I'd have to figure out how to get back in if that was the way to go. Uh, the reason that an apartment most likely would not work in the city is because I do have a large dog and the majority of places in the city don't rent to... A person with a large dog and he's used to having a yard as well so it wouldn't be as simple as just moving into an apartment uh, our lives would change greatly um, there are other thoughts I have had discussions with a friend about if if it did end up happening and we did break up that I would go out to Vancouver for a couple weeks and the options are different. There's a little more range as far as choices. Um, I might, there is a possibility I was thinking about if that happened, that maybe moving to a, a new city would be a change. Um, finding a new job, uh, new people. Uh, I have some friends and a couple family members that live in Vancouver and a different city would be a good change it would be a good fresh start for me but this is all of course assuming that everything if anything happens so that's only a f afterthought it's in the back of my mind but it is something that i think about on a regular basis i am more concerned about resolving my personal problems getting past my complications and my issues and healing myself and then healing this relationship um i know i don't have an unlimited time frame it's not like I can do this for a year and we're going to continue to struggle. We have to make progress in some way. We have to improve this relationship. We have to heal and get forward, get on to the next step. And I've there is pressure on me to do it. And I'm typically pretty good with handling pressure, especially when it's something as big as this. So I know I need to do it, and I know I, I'm really having to work hard. It may probably be the hardest thing I ever do in my life, 
and handling it and handling all the external uh, outside forces like career and my friends and doing dealing with my anxiety and dealing with change and making some adjustments like we're thinking of of having a second roommate to help with money um and we're thinking that a person who's living together might help us because there's another person in the house so we have to kind of control ourselves and it might help uh, i think it will um, she thinks it's a good possibility it would be a change and i think i'm better uh, adapted for it now uh, i couldn't have done this in, uh, six months ago but now that i'm aware that my anxiety is a big part of everything there's definitely hope and there's promise so just have to start from there and and work my way towards it and i've got to be better and i'm well aware of the fact that i have to do better but she does have her own thing that she needs to work on um it's going to take a little convincing and it's going to take some hard work on my behalf to show her that it's not just on my end where the work and improvement needs to happen but for now it's on me because it's my anxiety and my trauma that's causing the majority of the grief in this relationship and i know i need to work on this and i need to get better so yeah but you never know um if worse comes to worse and I, and this does have to end there's new avenues and uh new ways to go about this and i got a lot of support out there it's not like i'm alone uh there are ways of handling it and it would be hard i'm not gonna stop making podcasts uh that would be the first thing i'm gonna continue doing it um but yeah there'll be some changes obviously in my life uh that would affect everything and it would be a bit of a fresh start but i really would prefer not to because i do want to make this work and i want to do whatever it takes to keep it alive all right that's it um thanks for being a subscriber to my show uh you guys mean a great deal to me um you mean everything and i really appreciate everything that you guys do uh, let other people know about this show um, recommend to them that they become a subscriber because then they'll be able to access episodes like this and other bonus material plus of course they'll get early access to all new episodes that come out twice a week uh, one for ADHD and one for CPTSD and yeah you guys are making this show be successful and get the word out and promote uh, do what is required for making this to continue if you want to get in touch with me um, there's a couple ways you can go to Twitter of course the Twitter handle is uh, ADHD and CPTSD you can email me uh, the email address is living with ADHD and CPTSD at gmail.com by all means contact me have a chat. Let's talk. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can be a guest on the show. I would love to talk. Either ADHD or CPTSD. 
Alright, everybody. That's today's bonus episode. Talk to you later. Bye.